Second Timothy chapter number four, the Bible said, let's stand. That ain't what it said. I'll back up on that. I said that. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Now this is the Lord Jesus Christ and he's going to do the judging and he's going to judge the quick and the dead. The dead we know are lost and undone, but the quick are those who've been made alive. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables, wives' tales. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and he said, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And then Paul ends up and says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, what kind of judge? Righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. You can be seated. Father, I pray you'd take my mind, my heart, my soul. And Lord, I pray you anoint my mind, my body, and my soul with the Holy Ghost of God that I can declare the whole truth, nothing but the truth. May it not be added with any mixture of what I think or my own thoughts. But Father, I pray we'd declare the Word of God because that's what's going to stand when we're on the other side. That's the only thing that's going to work down here. But I pray also, God, this morning that you open the minds of these people that we would accept the truth and believe it. Lord, we know we're in dark hours. And Lord, we are also right now behind this pulpit in enemy territory. Because, Lord, we know that the demons and the devils of hell are scattered around about us. And, Lord, that the devil himself does not like the preaching of the Word of God. But, Lord, I thank you tonight or today that we got people here that love the Word of God. We love your Word. And, Lord, we want to hear your Word. And we desire your Word. Father, I pray you spread the table before us. Lord, drive back the powers of darkness while we're trying to preach. That the power of God might take over, might take charge, that may uh, take control of this service. And we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, after all these years of preaching, and as long as you've been preaching, or as long as I've been preaching, you wonder sometimes what to preach when you get in the pulpit. Sometimes you think you preached a lot of things, and there's some things you, and you know yourself, there are sermons and things you don't like to hear. There are sermons and things that a preacher don't want to preach. Well, I said, if I was a preacher, 
I'd preach all the time and I'd preach everything. Yep, but you'll get fault every time too. And so I'm trying to try to say to you this morning that Paul was at this place. Paul said to the young Timothy, the young fellow, he's young, he don't know a whole lot about it. And I said in the Sunday school this morning, I'll say it now, that I believe Paul was the mentor of Timothy. I believe Paul taught it, Timothy believed it, and Timothy went out and preached it. I don't find in the Word of God where Timothy backed up on anything that Paul preached. I can't find in the Word of God where Paul backed up on anything that God told him to preach. And we're living in days when preachers won't preach everything. And if he does, they won't hear him on a wide scale. And every preacher that's ever taught and preached the truth in the Bible, they've either been stoned, killed, or banished. They put old John on the Isle of Patmos for preaching the Word of God. Can you name me anything at John that you've ever read in the Word of God that went against and contrary to God? So it wasn't God that got against him and put him on the Isle of Patmos except for one thing. God used it in His favor. They didn't want Him, got rid of Him, and I guess they're standing over shouting and praising God and glad that we got rid of that old uh, fella. He was uh, uh, in, a, in our skin. You know, a preacher that preaches the truth will get in your skin. Said, you ain't never got in mind. Hang on! I remember that preacher that day preached that morning. I was lost and undone, sitting on the second row right there uh, where Brother Shane's sitting. That preacher, I should have got further back. Took a little longer to get to me. But he preached and preached a whole load. And brother, he got under my skin. And I recognized I was a lost sinner on my way to hell. Got up out of my seat, walked down the aisle, and called upon God. And I didn't know how to pray the sinner's prayer. I just said, God, I'm lost. I need to be saved. Thank God he knowed what that meant. That might be foreign language to some preachers and some people. But to God, God knows what it means when you say, Save me! Save me! If you don't believe it, try it! See if you won't. So anyhow, I sat there, got miserable. That preacher swung me out over hell. Matter of fact, I thought I was the only one in the house that was going to hell. Now, preaching as long as I have, I, I know it couldn't have been. But God picked me out that day. He gave me the whole platter. I had the whole bowl. He had the whole sermon. It would come down from heaven, went to my heart, and he troubled me. Somebody said, I've never been troubled of God. It's because the devil owns you. Amen. I was troubled of God. And I've been troubled with God lots of times after I've got saved trying to keep me in the correct way. Amen. And so I look at things and I know that there's some things that you've never heard preached. and uh, Probably it's been a long time since you heard some, pre- some things like that. Uh, there's some things today that if you preach to a preacher... And as long as he's been and seen what he is, I think sometimes, and I know better because God said different. But when people, people listen to preachers preach and you start preaching on drinking, they say, I ain't preaching on drinking. 
Preaching on drugs. Ah, we don't want to hear drugs. Preaching on adultery. Don't want to hear that. On fornication. Don't want to hear that. Preach on cussing. Don't want to hear that. Card playing. Lottery. Gambling. Nakedness. Dress code. Money. Tithing. Stealing from God. Faithfulness. Honky-tonk country. Music. Preacher, we don't want to hear all that. And that's where the world's come to. Amen. You, you know, preachers used to preach on movies. You know why they don't preach on movies now? They got these little things right here. Here we come to the place now that a man can sit across the table from his wife with a telephone, his, I mean, with one of these little cell phones in his hand, and he can be sitting there looking at uh, pornography, looking at his wife. She said, Preacher, I wouldn't do that. I don't know whether you're lying or not. The movie house. We used to get movies. Some of you still bring movies in. I don't like movies. I even get irritated at preachers that send me these video clips. And they're telling you what somebody said and they got some kind of video. I get a lot of them. And boy, I'm going to tell you, it bothers me. Some of the, when people send me videos and lots of times it's church people and I want to tell you this. I listen to it for about two minutes, sometimes less than that and they quote something out of some other version Bible. I shut her down. I've even had them to say, it 15 minutes into this video, be careful, there's some bad language. I never count 15 minutes. I'm not a holier than thou. But I want to tell you something. You come over to my house and come in my house and you start cussing. I'm going to show you the door. I may be a scrawny feller in strength, but I'll tell you, I'll try my best. You may kill me, but I'll get you out of there somehow. Yeah. Preacher, I didn't come to hear what you're saying today. It's your problem. We're living in a time when you won't get preachers to preach much of anything. Amen. Where's the preacher at today? He's preaching on repentance. Repent, repent, repent. Where's the preacher's preaching on blood, the blood of Christ, when wash and cleanse you from your sin? You're not preaching it now. No, sir, but I'm starting from Genesis to Revelation. I'll get her somewhere. Amen. Most of the preachers that I know, they want to spend too many hours on the golf course. Wasting their time. Because you know what? They can come off the golf course and go home and get in their little bitty sermon outline books and flip through about four or five and say, oh, that sounds pretty good. Tire out the page, some of them do, and put it in their Bible and go to church. He's a hireling. We need some men today that will open their Bible and study and pray and get in touch with the third heaven and let the Holy Ghost give him something to say and God guides him and directs him. 
but your own preacher, I ain't comfortable around that kind of preaching. Amen. That's why we preach. You know what my job is? Get you uncomfortable. If you notice when you come in this morning, we didn't have cots. Did you notice we didn't have recliners? Did you notice your seat is not vibrating? This is for God to shake you out over hell and let you know where you are. Where you're headed. You see, I'm not mad at you. I want you to go to heaven. It's going to bother me if you're not there. But the Bible said, verse number 2, let me just ask a question or two this morning. I believe you have an opportunity and a right. I think you've got a privilege this morning to have a preacher that will preach what you want preached as long as it's in the covers of this book. But I look at verse 2. What did Paul tell Timothy to do? Preach the Word. Whose Word? It don't say that. It don't say preach God's Word. Oh, preacher, you got to see it says preach the Word. That means God's Word. I say Amen. So I'm not supposed to preach my word. I'm not supposed to preach Dr. Bottlestopper's word. I'm not to preach the professor's word. I'm not to preach your word. But I'm to preach the word. Paul said the word of God. That's what Paul preached. Now Timothy, you go on and preach it. How many believe that alcohol is a sin? Yeah, there's lots of people believe that and swig it every day. Hear me? Did that sink? Uh, preacher, I believe it's all right to social drink. Would you take your Bible and show me that it's all right? Well, the Bible said take a little wine for the stomach's sake. What kind of wine are you talking about? What kind of wine? Preacher, you know what wine is, don't you? Yeah, afraid to do. Did uh, Noah take too much of it? He should have took a little, shouldn't he? You know, I could took a little. I didn't what the Bible said. The Bible said, look not on the cup when it's raging and when it's, you know, when it... Starts working off. That means it's fermented. God said you don't touch fermented wine or any kind of fermentation in alcohol. In the Bible they call some of that. Now you ain't going to believe this. Oh, well, I'll just skip it then. Tell me in the Bible. Amen. The Lord said, Woe to the man that puts the Bible to his neighbor's lips. Do you believe a God in heaven that came and died for me and his son? He's saying it's all right to take a little wine for the stomach's sake. He won't tell you to take fermented wine. Oh, but preacher, he made wine out of water. Yes, sir. And I will drink all you can make out of water. 
I'm looking at some of you and you're looking around. What in the world is he going to say next? This preacher preaches against alcohol, period. Doctor gives you some alcohol in your cough syrup. Oh, you love that, don't you? I did that one time in my life and left it alone since. Amen. I know a lot of people say I take this kind of I take this kind of uh, cough medicine. It knocks out my cough. Amen. Well, you take that and do what you want to with it. But I'll tell you, my Savior was not a wine bibber. They accused him of it. What did he drink? He drank the fruit of the vine. Any ever any of y'all ever drunk grape juice? What's wrong with grape juice, preacher? Nothing. If it ain't fermented, it's all right. Matter of fact, the doctors will tell you it'll help you with a lot of stomach ailments. Amen. But, oh, like a fellow told me one time, he said if it don't have a little kick to it, it can't be real. That's what he told me. Now, I didn't know he was going to preach on that. Matter of fact, I don't even have... I mentioned it a little bit while ago, but that's all I had down to do it. But here we are. Now, Timothy, you got to preach against that. What about something? What about gambling? Oh, I don't believe gambling. Suppose you found me in a casino. You won't. But suppose you found me in a casino and I'm over there playing the lottery or I'm a playing them. What are they called? Slot? Is it slot? Ma- oh, no. Slot machines. Is that what it is? S L O P. Slop machines. And somebody said, I seen the preacher at the casino. If they tell you that, you tell them they're blind as a bat and can't see how to get out of the house, they're liable to stumble. And if you you find out it is true, you ought to put me on the rail. Get me out of town. You say, I'd like to do that. I'll 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 nominate my brother. I'll help him. You with me? But I want to say to this morning that gambling is not... Somebody said, I don't see a thing wrong with playing the lottery. There's a lot of church folks like that. Amen. I hear people say, well, uh, preacher, preacher, and oh, I didn't like what he preached. Did you, did you, are you trying to say I'm not preaching the word when I'm preaching against the lottery? I know a fellow right now in this county, I see him one or two times a week. I go in a restaurant, he'll be sitting there, and I say, how are you doing today? He said, I'd be better if I'd won the lottery. Yep, he's a preacher's son on top of that. Daddy was a great preacher. Dead now, but his daddy was a great preacher. And he's, that's all his hope in life is winning the lottery. You say, well, I wouldn't mind winning the lottery either. Don't give no your money to the church. We don't want it. I said, preacher, I bet I could get, get you to change your mind on that. You'll have to deceive me. 
to do it. It'll take more than... You remember Jacob? He deceived his father. If you don't know about that, I'll just give you some homework. You can go home and look it up. Well, you get up and preach on divorce. Somebody said, I don't like that. You don't like the Bible? Are you saying anybody in this building feel like I shouldn't preach on divorce? It's in the Bible. Matter of fact, I like to preach on something and tell these little boys and girls when they're around here dating somebody how to keep from getting a divorce. I was a little bit on that Wednesday night, but I didn't get it all covered. I'll go back and cover it again sometime. I may just handle it here. Little old boy sees a little old girl and he gets eyes for her and said, Boy, I think I'll talk to her. Some of these little old boys, all they want to do is just add another girl to their list. And you better make sure that that little old boy that's got some little favoritism in you is just not desiring your body and when he gets through, he's gone. According to the Word of God, a boy is supposed to stay pure. And according to the Word of God, a lady is supposed to stay pure. And every boy and every girl that go to the marriage altar should be pure. Now they sleep with each other every day just about it. And then get a marriage and uh, then they run off on, on a honeymoon, start to say a honeymoon. But a honeymoon. If a boy and girl slept together before they ever walked down the marriage altar, they should never have to go on a honeymoon. What is there to find out? Preacher, I sure don't like that. Well, you want me to give the scriptures to you? You can go home and cut them out. It'll be lighter next time coming in. Preacher, you're crazy. What have you been eating? I'm hooked up with the Word of God. I'm Are you trying to tell me I'm not preaching the Word of God? If you do, let everybody know. Okay, that must be all right then. You'll grin about it later. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. You know what I found that was? Be ready when you ain't ready, and be ready when you are ready. And in between that, you make you an opportunity to be ready. Amen. My job is to preach. I love to preach. I desire to preach. I pray and ask God to open a place for me to preach. Amen. He's done a good job of it down through the years. Amen. I ask God for a step in the pulpit anytime, every time. Lord, don't let me say something I shouldn't say. You know, we all do that to some degree. But I want to tell you, I don't want nobody to go out the door and say, you didn't preach the Word of God. You, uh, in other words, you're going to have to say, and I believe you're right, I'm right when I tell you this, you're going to have to go out and say, well, he didn't preach it like I wanted it preached. And you know where I'm going to put you? 
For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. In other words, they don't want what the man of God has to say. They think that a preacher's job is to make people mad when they preach. They think that a preacher's job is to be uh, just to be fearful of what's going on around them. That's what preachers are doing, making them scared. And they think some of these things we're preaching today is useless. You preach on nakedness, for instance. I've watched this stuff change. There was a time when you didn't have too much nakedness in the house of God. Then they started slipping up on that a little bit. And just the other night I heard a preacher say, Come to our church! Come on over! Come as you are! It don't matter. We don't over here tell you what you ought to wear and not wear. How in the world can you preach the Word of God? You want me to come in here in my underwear? I don't want you coming in here in your underwear either. Do you want me? You know what the standard is for most preachers? The preachers that are preaching the truth up and down the land, I was telling this the other day, is most preachers, and I'm not comfortable around them, and they're good preachers. I listen to them, but I don't agree with them on this one thing. They believe that a preacher, if he's going to wear a suit, he's got to have a long sleeve shirt on. And I can't wear a long sleeve shirt. I wore one yesterday, didn't I, ladies? White one. They say if you don't wear a long sleeve shirt and his shirt's sticking out about that far, you're not dressed appropriately. You can't preach in their pulpits. Some of you didn't even know I had on a short sleeve shirt all the time, did you? You just thought my shirt, my long sleeve shirt was short. I don't pull my coat off anyhow. It ain't going to make no difference. And it's a little cooler. Ladies, would you think it's cooler with a shorter sleeve than it would be a longer sleeve? I'd either have to back off and not preach as hard and as exhorting as I do to keep from burning up. And if you put a fan on me, I choke down. I pull my coat off, I choke down. You said, well, you compromised in. You got a short sleeve shirt. Well, would you show me the chapter and verse? The Bible never has told me how long a sleeve. He just told me I ought to keep my arm covered. And that goes for me and our women. Now we'll cut a little bit off here and cut a little bit off there. These men will go out in the summertime and wear shorts, call themselves a Christian, dressing just like the world. I didn't figure that would go over. I heard it back there. <laughs> Y'all, anybody know what them, what's them old big balls that they give you at school to play with? Big old fat things. Heavy. Medicine ball. Medicine ball. It, that, you ever throwed one of them things? <laughs> I 
I shoot a few from the pulpit. Boom. If a man is out in the public and he's got on shorts and his legs ain't like they've been soaked in Clorox for a month, you can tell he's not wearing clothes. Well, you said, preacher, I don't like all that. I know you don't. But I got news for you too. We'll wait till we get the glory and find out who has to answer for it. Me for preaching it or you for doing it. Or not doing it. So we'll find out in the end. So let's just look at some things. You preach... And you said preacher, and your preacher goes to preaching on adultery, and so he hammers all this, and they'll say, well, I don't commit adultery. But you watch these men out in the public. Look, I've got more time on my hands to do this than I ever have. I go to a restaurant, and I look around, and I look at this one coming across, getting her food and sitting over there. And I... Look when they sat down and see if they're going to bless what they got. I was in a restaurant this week and it was full. I watched all those folks come in there and sat down. I went a little early so I didn't stay a little late. And they come in. I seen two tables blessed food in a full house of people. And I was one of them at my table. Everybody come in, grab their forks and their spoons. But let me tell you something. I watched one of the most famous preachers. I call him the Pope of Habersham County. I saw him come in with one of the men of his church. Got his food, went walking around through there, went back in the back, sat down and happened to sit right beside me at my table. And he don't know me. I've introduced myself three times to him, but he can't remember me. I ain't going to do it again. I'm sitting there and uh, I look up at my daughter and I said, let's just see if he blesses his food. He got his food. He went down there and he set it over and he just got his fork and the other fellow sitting there and then all of a sudden he dived in. And me and my daughter was watching him. And I think we got caught. Because <laughs> he put his fork down and he told the fellow, he said, pull your hat off. We're going to bless it. Yeah. If I hadn't have been sitting there, he wouldn't have blessed that food. Yeah. Under the tree like a hog getting acorn, acorns, but never looking up to see where they come from. But I said, I ain't going to come back and hear this no more. Amen. Well, I won't preach this again. I'll just get on some subject. I'll be on it sometime when you ain't thinking. When you ain't expecting. When the Holy Ghost says do it, I'll do it. Okay? Most of our preachers are about like what that fellow said this past week. He wasn't a preacher as far as I know. But he said, you know, 
It's according to the man upstairs. Now, I, I, I'm desp- I get despised at somebody that says and calls my Lord a man upstairs. Jesus is not a man upstairs. He's the Son of God who's a ruler, the King, that has not been crowned King yet but will be. Timothy, oh Timothy, this is Paul. Timothy, please preach the word. You don't have to preach this Sears and Roebuck catalog. You don't have to preach the Baptist doctrine. You don't have to preach the Methodist doctrine. But I want you to preach the word. I want you. And I want to tell you how to do it. I want you to preach in season and out of season. I want you to reprove. Nobody likes to be reproved. You know what's wrong with our country today? Nobody wants to be told what to do. I am not going to church and the preacher tell me what to do. And you're a woman, you'll go home and say, I ain't going to let nobody tell me what to do. Not even my husband. And if you're a man, you'll go home and say, I ain't going to let nobody tell me what to do, not even God. And that's a big mistake for all of us. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Had never thought about that medicine ball in all my life. I remember when I was a kid. Thump. How many remembers them? You remember when he hit the floor? They is they done that, didn't it? Thump. Cause it wasn't the ones I ever seen didn't have enough air in them. I believe they had a lot of air in them. You probably killed somebody with them. You hit them. Amen. Matter of fact, just about preaching the word of God, you just about kill them and you hit them with it. But we look at this. Somebody said, Preacher, I live the best I can. Going down the road, honky, tonky, tonky, honky, 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 honky. Come driving in somewhere saying, Oh, I ain't never the same. She left me last night. Drive off, and they were singing, On the road again. On the road. Let me tell you something. Listening to the music. Somebody said, I just can't listen to that gospel all the time. Well, you're just not gospel minded. I can't listen to nothing but gospel. But you ain't got nothing around here to gospelize with. That's right. We done prayed out all the good. Allowed the tough stuff to come in here. But you know what I listen to? That's all I listen to is gospel preaching and gospel singing. Day in, day out. I don't do it all night long because I do like to get some rest every once in a while. I tried listening to preachers all night long and I turned it down real low, but it's just something about these preachers. They'll get a little low and you're right in the line and all of a sudden say, and I'm jumping up trying to find out what's happened. And I find out they're praising God and then I want to pray, sit there and listen to it a little bit more and I praise God and I don't get enough sleep. (laughs) 
You've got to keep your mind on the things of God. Well, you said, Preacher, I don't commit adultery. No. But I was watching this this week. I watch people. I'm a sitting there. I told you about the restaurant. I was at another place. Uh, I, it was a place I was walking around. I don't know. It might have been the dollar store. Anybody ever go to the dollar store? I, I got a big surprise the other day. Everything in there ain't a dollar. I wanted to get up there and say, look, change your sign. It ain't a dollar store. But I reserved myself. I was in there and this fellow went around. Here come this woman. In there and uh, she's... Let me see if I can describe what she had on. She, uh, I wasn't looking all that much, but I seen enough of her. Actually, I seen too much of her. Yeah. And she just walked in like wasn't nothing to it. She's going. She's walking in there in a pair of uh, a three-year-old's uh, leotards. It must have took her an hour and a half to get them on. Here she is, a big part up here, squished at the bottom. And she went around through there, and this fellow's coming around through her drinking something, and he's going. I thought his head was going to fall off. His wife wasn't with him, or he'd been slapped. You say, why do you say that? I don't know if somebody in here does that or not. But God said that's wrong. That's right. Amen. Amen. At least you agree. That didn't go. It just went. <laughs> Brother had an amen me right there. It went. <laughs> you hear me? I thank God for the medicine ball. Never have in my life, but I do today. God used that for the help. Somebody said, I just don't care for this. They'll send me these little things and I'll listen. And He's a prophecy preacher. They'll say, listen to this prophecy preacher. He's good. This will bless your heart. And I go to listening to it. I'm, I said this a while ago. I get in. Maybe two minutes in it, maybe a minute, sometimes 30 seconds. And he says, The Bible says. Now, all of a sudden he starts reading it and he gets about three words, and I find out he's not even King James. And I say, Why in the world do I need to listen to it? You just need to know it's good. What are you trying to do? Change me? I'm a King James man, I believe in one Bible. Don't want one word changed. Been good enough for me. Amen. Don't send me that stuff. Ain't got time to hear it. And if you put on there, I'm warning you up front, preacher, it's not King James, I'm telling you now what I'm going to do. It's going to go bloop in my trash can. Is that what you want? Now, I preach you, you ought to listen to anything, everything. What should I tell you? Listen to any version you want to. Accept anything you want to accept. Read it. It's good for you. 
Would you want me to get up here and say, well, the King James is, is, is my Bible and I'll preach it, but you can use anything you want. Would you want me to preach that to you? You know what's happened to America? We've got two standards. We've got a standard in the church and we've got a standard out of the church. You ladies say, it don't matter what you wear, it's your heart. But if your heart's right, your wear will be right. Preacher, I wouldn't cuss in the church. I wouldn't cuss on the church ground. But I don't care out yonder. I can say what I want to say. Would you find that in your Bible and read that to me? Well, that ball won't bounce no more. And you ain't going to hear me no more. So I'm going to shut it down. And I'll come back and hit you up after a while. I don't know what God's going to give you tonight. I don't know what God's going to give me. But I will tell you this flat-footed straight in the eye and beat no... I mean, I won't even argue with you. won't even change it. I'm just going to tell you, whatever it is, I'll preach it. I don't know where to tell you to put your boots on tonight. I don't know where to practice your arms to wave and praise God. You said, well, you can't praise God under your preaching. What's the world's wrong? I'm doing it. There ain't no preacher can preach hard enough that gets me upset. I love the preaching of the Word of the living God. You're not going to make me mad by it. I might say it's pretty tough. I might say, that didn't cut the blood. I might say, I wish it's a little softer. And I'll steer you over to Isaiah where he says, preach unto us smooth things. That's what they got in that day. I'll tell you, there's some of it you don't believe and some of it you don't want. I'll tell you today that you right here in 2 Timothy, you've come to the place that you will not endure. You know what endure is? Tolerate. Now, every one of you ought to go out the door this morning saying, praise God, He preached us the Word of God. And if you can't say that when you go out the door, you ought to find out where and you and me disagree. Two or three of you ready to shout. Whoopee. Heads bowed. Eyes closed. Surely you know today that we are living in a time when people will not endure sound doctrine. They won't hear it. They just will not hear it. They will fight.